Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Yeah, I think I learned from Coach Reed. I mean, you, never, you always see him. He's never too high, never too low. He's just kind of just focused on the, the task at hand. How can he get us into the best position to, to play the best football we can um, that day? Um, and so that's kind of my mindset is no matter if we win, I mean, everybody's loving us, or if we lose and everybody's kind of down on us, you just got to focus on how can I get myself better and prepare for that, that next game. And um, I think if you do that, that kind of puts everything um, where you can kind of in perspective, where you can kind of go out there and just be the best you used to be. Well, didn't did not expect to be coming here uh, with them losing in Green Bay. Did not did not see that one coming. Um, did not see that, and it's it's ridiculous because we probably should see that coming, especially offensively. That that really kind of mirrors a lot of the games they played this year and the kind of the output they've had this year. Um, I just. Where, where are you boys at? Where are you? Where are you boys? At? I'm coming right at it. I nope. The hell with the foreplay. Let's get right into sheets. Where, where, where are you boys at right now? Because this, this, this feels like in the Mahomes era. This may be the lowest Chiefs fans and people have felt about the Chiefs. So I don't know at what point I really felt like for the first time that the Chiefs were the team to beat in the AFC. I would say like. 2019 really was the start of that because 2018 was still the Patriots and you knew like, okay, you got to get through them to be the team to beat. And they didn't, they, they lost in overtime. And so you, you got into 2019 and it was like, okay, the chiefs are the team now and they have taken over. And for however long Mahomes is here, they're going to be that team. And there's going to be individual seasons where that's not the case, just as there were with Tom Brady, where there were individual seasons where it's like, man, they're just, they're not the same squad that they were previously. And Ron, that time has come for the first time, in my opinion, since 2019. I thought you, I thought Joe Burrow had taken it from you. I think you were scared of Joe Burrow last year. I thought Joe had taken it from it. Yeah, but the Chiefs were still the team. I, even if uh, I was terrified, the, the Chiefs were still the team. The Chiefs were still the team, right? And I don't know that I can say that right now. Now, I don't know that anybody has actually taken the mantle of being that team in the AFC. You could say the Ravens, but I don't know what they look like without their number one weapon outside. You could say the Dolphins, but I don't know what they're going to look like when they have to go potentially on the road in the cold in the middle of January. And I don't know what they look like against playoff teams because so far this year they sucked against them. I don't know what Jacksonville is going to look like without their quarterback who is currently dealing with a high ankle sprain. I don't know what the Texans look like without their number one wide receiver. So nobody has really like grabbed that from the Chiefs. The problem is the Chiefs seemingly have just smacked it away from themselves because I can't trust them right now, Ron. I can't trust this offense. This defense, while being really, really, really good, has moments where they are just so incredibly frustrating, just like this past week in Green Bay. So for the first time and really as long as I can remember, I don't think the Chiefs can honestly say that they are clearly, definitively, no doubt about it, the team to beat in the AFC. And that's sad, man. That sucks. Last week against the Packers, I think the Chiefs got the ball twice in the fourth quarter where, you know, they could go drive and, and make a play and potentially, you know, like tie the game and get back into it. And that was the first time all year long where I was like, no chance. No chance they're gonna. One of them. They just needed a field goal once. (laughs) Yeah, and and it's taken me this long to get here. Like that that I I, every week I kept talking myself into it and talking myself into it. Like if they can just turn the corner, Mahomes can write everything and they'll figure it out eventually. And last week, the way that they started that game and the way the Packers played all throughout the contest, I was like, 
the Packers have this. I am not worried about the Chiefs offense. I don't think the Chiefs offense is dangerous, and I do not think they are going to go score and somehow come back and win this game. And they absolutely did not do that. So I agree with BK. Like, I think the AFC is still totally wide open. Like, I think the Ravens are really good, but not having Mark Andrews hurts. And their defense is spectacular, but I still have huge questions about their offense too. Um, but but I, I still think the Chiefs are an AFC contender. I still think they're one of the absolute best teams in the AFC. I just don't think anyone in the AFC right now is anywhere close to the top guys in the NFC. And that's really the issue is like, can you beat the 49ers when they're at 100% health? And I don't think the Chiefs can do that. Ron, I, I've been through the five stages officially. Like I have the denial, I have the anger, I have the depression, and I, I think I've reached acceptance. I, I've reached acceptance with this offense that they're just, they are super mid. Like they are just the most <laughs> mid of mid offenses in the NFL. They're, they're not, there's nothing special about it other than the fact that they have this Ferrari that's driving everything, but there's just nothing compelling about watching them play offense right now. And it doesn't really matter the opponent anymore. So I've accepted our lot in life. This is a team that has a middling offense and a really good defense. And we're just going to hope like hell the bounce of the ball goes their direction in the playoffs. But in the meantime, they're like a 10 and 7, 11 and 6 type of a team. And that's just who they are. You know, I you, you talked about the five stages. I, I, I think I have been in many of them as well. Um. And I have just, I got to a point where kind of what you said, man, this is just who they are, man. Like there is no flipping the switch. There is no, there is no, they've been playing around like, yeah. When you play about eight, nine ball games like this, and you've only played 13 of them, this may be you. <laughs> and, and, and just overall as a, as a, as a team, but then, like even from I, I feel like in the last fifteen hours I have I have kind of made a change. In fact, I I I did hell I I went on with somebody and I, I'm certain I said that the Chiefs were going to lose this game. <laughs> I'm certain I, I said that, but I feel I don't know, man. I I just have to ask myself, and I'm listening to you guys this, and and I was asking myself, all right, am I ready to have lost? faith in the championship medal of this team. And that is Andy Mahomes, Kelsey, you know, the interior guys, Pacheco, you know, Chris Jones, Sneed, you know, the whole crew, Nick Bolton. Have I, have I, have I lost the belief in that and not yet not yet i i, I feel like the ah, so rest... you're still in the bargaining I, I get it you're still you're still in the middle of the stages I, <laughs> i've I been feel, there man <laughs> i feel like the wrestler who had the hand down and they pull it up and he get, brings it back down and they pull it up the second time and he brings it back down and then hogan stops it and still sticks his hand back up i, I i'm not I, i'm not there yet and ready to not believe that group can. I'm not going to say they can figure it out, but I mean, figure out how to win this way. I'm not ready to give up the belief of that yet. Cause I think if I get to the stage of, of acceptance where you are, it is, I have given up the belief in that crew. And I mean, they are testing the patience. They pushed me because I felt that way most of this week after that game. I wasn't even mad. I just said, "This is what happens. This is what this is the this is the kind of team they are." I'm not just quite ready to give up on that. I'm befuddled by this offense. I, I honest to God, like we we talked about it. You just said it. We talked about it. I don't understand it. I don't understand how it works so badly. I, I don't. I'm befuddled by it. I don't. I, every week, every single piece of it struggles. It's not just one part of it. As as sometimes it, it is just everything. The tackles. I mean, the 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 tight ends, the receivers, the quarterback, the running back is punching people and getting himself. I mean, it is just. It is befuddling that every week 
We see what happens. They've come off the bye week, and I'm still looking up at 19 points. Like, it, it's just 17, 19. Like, it is just, I cannot, I can't understand. It just does not make sense to me. The parts that they have over there, the parts that's running things, and they cannot figure it out. I don't understand it either. Uh, It it doesn't make any sense to me. And I've been trying to look for explanations, answers, whatever. And I I can't really find them, man. Like, we were talking about this a little bit before the show. I I think a lot of it comes down to MVS is just not the player that he was last year. But, man, when I think back to last season, I I didn't feel in the moment as though MVS was just this integral part of the offense. But apparently he was, and I underestimated how important he was last year. But here comes Serta. Yeah, just... he had a decent playoff run. That's it. That is, that's yeah, the only, well, that's he had, he anybody had seven, remembers about last year. He had what seven hundred plus yards receiving last year. Yeah, and and he was really solid for he the can't most be of anywhere the season. close to that right now. I I don't think he's on pace for it. That's for damn sure. He's, he's at where's he at right now? Five hundred. So, hey, they would connect downfield. <laughs> he's on pace for four hundred yards this they year. They would connect downfield. We can remember yeah. the Bengals game, the Niners game. That um, just he had big plays, and that's what you assigned him for, right? He did his job. He wasn't great, but he did what he was brought here to do. And this year, he's not doing that. So they're dropping the ball. The tackles have been so much worse than anybody could have possibly expected. And I'm actually excited for Wanya Morris to get an opportunity this Sunday against the Bills. This is a really good team to do it against because they don't have a great pass rush. Um, but I I don't get it either, Ron. And the way that I would say it is this. The, my current view on the Chiefs is as follows. I don't think that they are any – I no longer expect them – to get to the Super Bowl. I think they can, but my expectation is not at that level any longer. And I think that's the difference between where we are now and where I was even as recently as the Philadelphia loss. Like after that game, I looked around, said to anybody that would ask, I would say, they would ask me like, hey, how are you doing, man? Fine. Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl still. Like, it's cool. It's a regular season game. They lost to the Eagles. It was a really fun, good game. They, they lost. It happens. They're still going to get to the Super Bowl. The thing that changed for me this week is I I no longer necessarily feel that way. And that's what's changed. It's, but I I will say I'm still at the optimistic side a little bit more because of that Eagles game, because they went toe to toe with that team. And if it wasn't for stupid mistakes and dumb plays, like they win that football. But that's no longer a random event. Like those things happen every week, man. Every single week. And I agree. And that's why I get frustrated, but I'm still like optimistic. Like they can compete with those guys. That being said, I'm not very confident about that this week because I think Buffalo is way more desperate (laughs) than the Chiefs are. And, and I think that's the problem is they, the Chiefs go into Lambeau field, go play Jordan love. And they're like, we are, we already seen this guy. Like we killed him last time we saw him. We, we know what he's been doing this season, whatever. They're on a nice little run. They haven't played anybody like us. I don't think they took that game very seriously. I think I hate when you do that. I hate when you do that. When they step up to the level of the competition they're playing, they can compete with anybody. And that's why I'm still optimistic about them. But I I just don't think that they're desperate enough this week. I think the Bills are. Here's a question for you guys. Stop letting them off the hook, man. You got to quit saying that when they keep doing it. They keep doing it. Like, So here's my question for you all. Is your faith that you remain – having in the chiefs is it is it more about the chiefs or is it more about what currently surrounds the chiefs in the afc like if i flipped the chiefs today with the lions and put the chiefs in the nfc north and now suddenly in the playoffs they're going to competing with the likes of the Chiefs or the cowboys the eagles and the 49ers do you still have the same faith or is it because of the (laughs) surrounding teams that exist in the afc that you have the faith, this faith in the Chiefs. It's I think I have, easy. I think I have more faith of it. But no, I, I like I, the Niners. The Niners just looked really, really good in their their last couple of weeks. But I don't necessarily like. I I think I think the Chiefs' defense is for real. I think they've had a last couple of weeks, and God bless them for for you know for looking human a couple of times this year. But I think the Chiefs defense can keep can keep them in there. I think they can keep the game down, right, like they did against the Eagles. I think they can keep the game down. Now, it's just, you know, will this offense not shoot themselves in the foot? 
will they not make the mistakes to get them there? So, listen, I feel much better about the AFC because of the guys that they have, the teams in the AFC are not as stacked. Like, the Eagles don't scare me. We just talked about the Eagle game. I, I mean, I think the Chiefs literally beat themselves repeatedly in that game. So did the Bills when they played the Eagles for what's worth. The Bills should have yes. lost the game, too. Well, the Cowboys had some weird stuff happening in the game. They played against the like a guy's like a guy not catching the ball and turning at the right time or feet stepping out of bounds. So the Eagles have now the 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 Niners are, are something different too, but we'll you know we'll I think you can make a pretty strong case the Chiefs losses have all been them beating themselves this year. Like if you're optimistic about the Chiefs right now, it this is one, for that reason. This one didn't feel that way. Oh, really? I felt like it was. I I still felt that way because it's it's the turnovers and it's the drops. It's the turn in the the Packers game. Yeah. That 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 interception, if if he doesn't throw that interception, I think the Chiefs win that game. Like, in the drops, yeah. in the drops. What was the drops? I'm, I'm, I'm missing. I mean, MVS specifically would be, would be probably what the biggest drop one. Did he have? What drop did he have in the Packers game? Deep down the middle. And it was like the pass interference. I mean, he didn't have a chance for that. But what? I didn't see. I mean, I didn't. I, I get. I, I don't know. I didn't. Remember maybe I'm major, misremembering. But major, they, major drops. They misconnected where he went. He yeah, he had both. another. He had another one where I think he just he just MBS didn't finish off the route. Yeah, I, it's just it's for me it's to the to the point you made. They make these mistakes far often, and it is becoming the norm. And, and I mean, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. That's the best thing to jump to 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 kind of solve this if they just didn't do that. Like for me, like if they in this game, this is the first game to me. The Denver game, you turn the ball five times repeatedly, you're gonna shoot yourself in the and end yourself. So I'm I'm with you on that one. But I mean, this one to me, the Packers were the better team the whole way. Like I, I mean, like there was some there was some penalties, but I think there were penalties that the Packers forced. <laughs> like I think their their pass rushers forced some of those penalties down there. And yes, the pick was big, but man, I, I didn't, I don't know about you. I didn't have confidence that they were about to drive that thing down and score. Like I didn't have, like, yes, the MV, MVS penalty was awful as awful as not as awful, but as bad yeah. as, you know, the Mahomes out of bounds hit, it was awful. But was I, was I like, yes, they're about to punch it in and get to, I like to see the Chiefs had the opportunity, but I sure as hell didn't feel feel great about it, especially with them struggling in the red zone all night and not coming close with that two point conversion they tried earlier. So, it to me this was the first time where it was like, well, the Packers just were better, and if the Chiefs were to win that game, they would have stolen it. Like to me, the like Philly stole the game from the Chiefs when they won. Definitely. The the Lions to me stole the game when they won because they, you know, how they won that game. I just, I, can I, I wonder if you, if you all feel this way, this was my concern. The last two weeks, it, to me, it feels like the offense is almost affecting the defense and it's been slow starts or whatever, but it just felt like, I don't know if the, the, the defense or whatever is getting a little bit, frustrated or something with how much they are needed and called upon. I don't know what it was the last two weeks. It just felt like it felt like they like this, this weirdness of this offense that they cannot believe is performing the way it does like that Philly game. It just to be, it's just seemed like, damn, what the hell else do we, can we do to, 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 to get, and we got no help in that second half from our offense and not just no help. They just kept shooting themselves, shooting us and putting us in bad situations I don't know. It feel it felt like to me they were almost affected the last two weeks. See, I didn't feel that way. I, I felt like it was a weird start to the Raiders game, but they they settled things down pretty quickly. And I I think a lot of what happened in this Packers game was circumstantial. Um, and I'm not trying to make excuses for them, but I think the defense has earned the benefit of the doubt. If this was the offense that did it in the game, I I would be speaking differently right now. The defense, I I feel a little different about. Um, when it comes to the injuries and you lost Drew Tranquil in the middle of the game. You've got a guy that's playing basically his first ever snaps in the NFL and Jack Conkren. And, man, when Andy Reid comes out and says, yeah, he was fine and doesn't really add anything more to how he felt about the way that you played, 
speaks pretty highly to how he felt that you played. It wasn't exactly a great game by him. He did what he could, though. He's not supposed to be in that kind of a spot. Uh, Brian Cook goes down. Huge injury. Absolutely massive injury for the Chiefs secondary. And when you've got those two things that took place in the middle of the exact same game, I think it just completely changed the way that they were able to play. And then you add on top of that Jordan Love having one of the games of his life, and he's just on an absolute heater right now. You add all of that to the Chiefs' defensive line not getting any pressure on him. And, Ron, we talked about this. When Jordan Love is not pressured, he is fantastic. When he is pressured, he is terrible, and they barely were able to get any pressure on him. That's kind of the way that we expected that game to go in those circumstances. So the injuries plus Jordan Love just having a spectacular game. I, I don't necessarily feel like that was a game where the defense felt like they couldn't do anything more. I think they just they flat out got beat, unfortunately. It's just, I don't know, the, the intensity level from the jump and throughout just didn't seem to be there. Like that was, that was, that was kind of obvious to me in that in that the aj dylan continuing to roam through their uh second level of the defense that was surprising to me i i didn't see that one coming early on yeah it's just this the slow the slow starts is mm-hmm. just really really strange so i don't know man i just I, i'm not ready to just say hey i I, I, I just i've lost belief in that in that championship group but it is befuddling just where they are and it just doesn't even make any any sense at all throughout this season we'll be cooking up our own parlay that our good friends at DraftKings will put right there on their home page for all of you our loyal fans to follow this week our parlay is of course centered around the buffalo bills and the kansas city chiefs massive afc showdown as buffalo travels to kansas city so keep a lookout on the arrowhead pride twitter page ahead of sunday's game we'll have our same game parlay posted there make sure you can Tag along with us in the Arrowhead Pride team. Each week, DraftKings has new offers and great ways to make your Sunday more fun. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 over age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportswork.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right. Um, when the Chiefs get the ball, I, I think the biggest thing we got to look at right now, and this is a, a major, becoming a major concern, is this Pacheco hasn't practiced this week. All right. And you miss, you know, you miss Wednesday and Thursday. You don't practice. That is not a good sign at all um, for for you playing. And I'll be, got, I'll be honest with you. Hell, I thought he, I thought he's going to get hurt three or four times in that last game and some of the ways his body was contorted and tackled in that game, but he has a shoulder thing. And I mean, I, I think there's a, I think there's a fair argument that he has been the most consistent weapon on the offense throughout the season. And really it seems like the only time that he hasn't been really productive is when he's not given the opportunity to be productive. And that is something that they they seem to have done well, and I think they can run on the Bills, particularly if they have him. This is this is a huge development if he can't go. It's massive. It sucks. He's such a big part of their offense right now. Like last week, one of the things that went well, and the, the funny thing, man, the offense actually really wasn't that terrible last week in a in a weird, strange, roundabout way. Pacheco was really good. Kelsey was good. Rasheed Rice was pretty good those are the guys that you're counting on for much of what you're trying to accomplish. And Pacheco was the guy that was driving most of that offense. He brings a physicality that this offense really needs. And when you've got Wanya Morris in there, man, Wanya's really good at one thing right now at this point in his career at left tackle. He is an excellent run blocker and he is a punishing run blocker. And that is a complete change of pace from what you have when Donovan is in there at left tackle because he is a terrible run blocker. He's okay in pass pro, but terrible in the run. So this was the week where you could have really leaned on Isaiah Pacheco on the ground, especially running to that left side of the line. And if he's not going to be able to play, I guess it's Jarek McKinnon week. And we just have to hope like hell that he's actually going to be healthy. Stop it. 
Stop it's Clyde. It. It's Stop. Clyde. No, it's not. Even, no, even it's Jarrett not. goes. It's Clyde, man. Clyde's going. Clyde's no, gonna Clyde's have time. No, 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 no. no, no. I'm serious. Ten, ten plus touches, even if Jarek McKinnon goes. I don't think so. Jarek McKinnon, the way they've been managing him is actually weird because last week he was like full participant all week, and that was after missing the previous game. So it seemed like he was going to be back, and then they ruled him out. And then this week starts off limited. Now he's been full uh on thursday and so i assume he's going to be full on friday too while he's dealing with this groin injury some of that might be veteran stuff but they're not going to give Jarek mckinnon 15 carries it's just not going to happen clyde's going to get 10 plus touches in this game Man. if isaiah pacheco doesn't go yeah I, yeah you hope he go they need him to go they need him to go. And uh, you Aaron brought up Prince, something. Maybe LaMichael P. Ryan will get called up from the practice squad. Right, I mean, if he can't go, I would expect. Start having a serious conversation. Serious conversation. I mean, this, Kadarius Tony maybe gets a few more, more touches in the backfield. Maybe they, I can't believe I'm saying this. Uh, maybe they scheme some stuff up for Sky Moore in the screen game. <laughs> like those, those are the kinds of things that you probably have to do in order to just like add the passing I, elements to your running game. Cause you, you can't rely heavily on Clyde. Get out of here guys. Stop it. You made a, you made a point there that I, I, I absolutely, I'm ready. I'm ready to see Wanye. I, I like, I'm, I'm ready. Like to me, I, I am, I am hopeful that Smith doesn't play. It's a- Andy Reed. Uh, when he spoke to the media on Wednesday, was basically just like, yeah, Wanya's going to start. Uh, and by the way, he should start like even if he was healthy. Yeah, no, I, yeah I'm, ready, I'm ready to get a look. To be available. I'm ready to get a look. I'm, I'm over that on that side. I think I think he I think he's not getting called for enough penalties to be personal with you. I, I, I think he I'm just saying I see him hold. I see him hold all the time. And like his like he I there are so many times I look over there and he's got a full hug, like his arm wrapped around defenders and i'm like well got away with that one and 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 he is like he's the worst he's like my son who is just floored <laughs> when you when when i'm sitting i'm sitting and watching you son you i i watched you you ate that fruit snack and you threw that paper right on the ground and now i'm asking you to pick it up and stop throwing it on the ground and you've looked at me like you have no idea he does that after he blatantly holds people and has no clue like i'm 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 over him hey you hey you made a mistake let, let's see him. Let's see him. It, it felt better over there with Wanya. And you may need to help or whatever. And like to me, I think I think it has to happen now and to have him get the reps so he's ready in the playoffs. Like I, I am I am ready for that. I'd like for him to change his number, but I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for the Wanya Morris train. It's a tough I, tackle so, number. It's a tough it is. It's a tough one. It really is just a tough number in general. I listen, I I listen, I'm so annoyed with them. I really am just watching them. It's it, it the offense is just so infuriating to watch them. And then in the red zone, I just I almost flipped over to Real Housewives of Potomac <laughs> last Sunday. Just just when they entered the red zone. I just it's just I just it's it ugh, it is annoying. And listen, in this game for me, I'm gonna keep calling for it. Baby steps. Last week I did too much. I, I asked on Sunday Night Football, let's see a vintage Mahomes performance. Nah, nah. I, I'm not even gonna. I'm, I'm not even gonna do it. I just can y'all just not shoot your own toes off? How about we do that? And it's it's just so many different variety of ways they are into doing it, from penalties to the offensive line throughout. Whether they're listen, they're whether they're random, right or whatever. Creed Humphrey, I don't know if that's a hold. Everybody who played center said it wasn't whatever. Um, the false starts, Juwan Taylor, you know what's coming. The penalties throughout, the the miscommunications between the quarterback and the receiver, and the turnovers. All right, it just I mean, it can't happen. Just like if they don't, it, we it's repeated every time. If they don't shoot themselves in the foot, they probably got a chance to win. These games, they, they have a chance, and they just repeatedly do it. And I, that, that's all I'm asking. Like, we saw it against the Raiders where at least they didn't turn the ball over. Now, they still had penalties, and there were still weird things. But just 
Just do that. And if they got to simplify things, man, they got to simplify things. All right, man. At some point, Andy or whatever, if we just if we just don't have quarterbacks and receivers who can ever be on the same page when it comes to a side adjustment, well, maybe it should just not be a side adjustment. Maybe it should just be, hey, boss, you got a post and you got a post, and both Mahomes and MVS know that you have a post. Like, like I don't know, I don't know <laughs> what happened, but they got to simplify this. It's it's too many times a game yeah. where they don't know. It's, and as it's I, so incredibly frustrating. And if if you can get to everybody on the same page, I don't even know that we can like ask that uh, at this point. We're we're past Thanksgiving, man. This is who they are. Like this, it's the old Belichick thing. Once you get to Thanksgiving, that's when the real season begins. Well, since Thanksgiving, this offense has not looked particularly good, um, and that's where we're at right now. Um, just no turnovers. Limit the penalties. Try to avoid the sacks. Limit, yeah. Like so, so much of this is just as simple. Like avoid the drops. If you catch the ball, if you don't put yourself into third and fifteen situations, you got a pretty good chance to be able to continue to move the ball. Because when they're not doing those things, the offense has mostly been okay this year. It's not explosive. It's not what it was. But they can still move the football. What this team can't do, Ron, and we mentioned this a little bit earlier, they cannot overcome mistakes. They just can't do it. They used to be able to. When you had Tyreek, you can erase a third and 15 like that. When you had last year, like all of the options that were available to them, and maybe Kelsey was a little bit better, Juju was available, MVS was a better version of himself, you were able to convert on those third and longs. This year, you can't. Mahomes has been sacked at some point this season on 15 different drives. Those drives have resulted in a total of two touchdowns on the season. 15 drives with a sack, two touchdowns. The Chiefs have had 33 drives this season that included a penalty on the offense at any point on that drive. Only eight of those drives ended in a touchdown. The Chiefs, when they get behind the sticks, cannot overcome those mistakes this year the way that they've been able to in the past. So you have it exactly head on, Ron avoid shooting yourself in the foot if you can you can move the ball against this defense this is not a very good defense but the one thing they do is they do create turnovers you gotta avoid that this week i really agree with ron's point about just trying to simplify things and and just you know look diagnose we know andy reed is an incredible play caller we know he can look at a defense and say this is what i'm gonna call and this is what i think will work against that but dumb it down a little bit. Make it simpler for the guys on the field. Make it easier and make it easier for Mahomes, too, because we understand that Patrick Mahomes is capable of running this insanely complicated offense to perfection. But the problem right now is that everyone else involved in the offense isn't capable of doing that. And we see that's why we see the mistakes constantly. And I actually talked to our friend from buffalorumblings.com, Jay Spencer King, earlier this week about the Bills and kind of what's working for them offensively. And, you know, there's the whole Ken Dorsey thing. They fired Dorsey, and now it's Joe Brady. And he said that the Bills' offense has been better, even though it was still pretty good. It's still better than the Chiefs statistically uh, prior to them firing their offensive coordinator. Um, But he said the biggest difference is that Joe Brady simplified things because Ken Dorsey – they were, they were going out of their way to try to keep Josh Allen from running, to try to keep him healthy and preserve him from getting banged up and all of that stuff. And they were just overcomplicating everything. And so now with Joe Brady, he's just leaning into the running game and they're utilizing James Cook and Latavius Murray. They're doing more Josh Allen design runs. They're doing things to try to open up the passing game on the ground first and simplifying everything else. And the Bills... They've still been losing football games because of bad mistakes, but the offense has been playing better. Like it, it's it, they haven't gotten the wins yet because they've had some other bad luck things happen. But I think the Chiefs could definitely learn something from that. Like Andy, let's just simplify things because it's obviously not working with these guys. Yeah, it's and it's it's it's, it's amazing. The simple stuff is what is working, and it is Pacheco because like the. The damn, like, I'm not going to say it's not impossible to understand, but when you just think of the elements of Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Isaiah Pacheco in a successful run game with Travis Kelsey, and they can't figure out the red zone. 
Like it doesn't make sense. Like, and, and then you look at it, like even you know the tackles they struggle, but they cannot figure out the. It's not like there are teams that you're like, all right, but once you get from twenty to twenty, because they can't run the ball, that's why they struggle in the red zone. There's no element of that. They got they got all the pieces where it doesn't make sense that they are Ron, just struggling so much in the red zone. Ron, the Indianapolis Colts are averaging more points on the season than the Kansas City Chiefs. Hey, you, Shane Steichen has been amazing. You just you cannot convince me that the Colts have a better offensive roster than the Chiefs. There's no way to do so. It is literally impossible. The Chargers have scored the exact same number of points per game this season as the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, this is despite the fact that the Chiefs, by the way, have scored on defense as well. So some of that is being included in these numbers. Like the Rams, same points per game this season as the Chiefs. These teams, in my opinion, my humble opinion, should not be better or the same as the Chiefs offensively. And that is despite me also acknowledging they have some serious roster flaws. Their tackles have not been good. Their wide receivers are not good enough. But you just mentioned it, Ron. Rasheed Rice is a really solid and talented football player. He can help you. Travis Kelsey is still really freaking good. You have an awesome running back and an interior of the offensive line, even if we concede that the tackles are bad, an interior of the offensive line, that's still pretty good, even if they're underperforming relative to expectations. So it's still there. It's all there if you want to be able to make it work. But the Chiefs, for whatever reason this year, haven't been able it's to. Weird. It's weird. We'll gotta get it I mean, they've got Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, a good running game, and Kelsey, who attracts more attention than anybody in the red zone. And like sometimes we'll see Justin Watson has just caught the ball and he's standing all alone. We'll see that sometimes. We've seen that in the end zone, but just the consistent level that they struggle is baffling to me right now. And like and I say, when you said simplify, that's what I'm thinking. Like if you think about the things that work. Isaiah Pacheco, that simple run the football that has that has been successful. Or quick screens, quick screens. Let's get it out to Rasheed Rice real fast. Those things have worked. The simple things where the ball is out really quick. It is these. All right, man. Pat's gonna read and read, and and then the receiver's gonna read, and they're gonna read, and then they're gonna come out and make. And now Pat's holding the ball long long and then the tackles give up like it's just it just just because that starts bringing to the big point of mistakes those those keep bringing mistakes mom's gonna hold it longer which means he's holding it longer with an offensive line that is especially the tackles that's not really geared right now to to allow you to hold the ball i'm just like to me i'm, I'm almost like hey boss hey man if you don't see it if it ain't there like we let get five yards, run it, slide, get ten. Do like don't just sit back and hold it and make plays that ain't happening. Like let's let's get it right there. So to me, just simplifying this thing is a hopefully something a major a major key. I don't know what they what they did during the bye week, but it does not seem like they have figured it out at all. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. 
Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, when the, uh, when the Bills have the ball, I, 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 think, I, I, I think I even tried to, in a way, like, uh, downplay it. I, you know, I can't do it. This is a this is a big game and a big game for the Chiefs to uh, almost a game they got to win. The Bills are desperate, the Chiefs are kind of desperate too when you think about the one seed and just the psyche of who they are, right? That means Chris Jones, man. I tr- I tried to downplay it last week and you know, I I mean, I thought he attracted a lot of attention and had a couple of rushes, but it it needs to be a dominating the game type of performance. We've seen him against Jacksonville just wreck the game on like 27 snaps. We saw him against Philly just take over drives at times. We saw this has to start with Chris Jones up front and Spags, whatever you got to do, this has to start with Chris Jones completely impacting this game in a major way. You you just can't blitz Josh Allen. And that's one of the reasons why it's so important that they get home uh, with four in the front. It, and that goes against everything that Steve Spagnolo stands for. Like he is not a guy that wants to get home with four. He's a guy that will bring that extra pressure. But if you do so, all you're doing is taking a linebacker out of the lane that Josh Allen will then go ahead and run with. Like, the guy runs like an ostrich and he is amazing with his legs. And if you allow him to continue to run and roam free, he's going to take 10, 15, 20 yards at a time. He'll play physically. He'll play with speed. Like it's, it's a real problem. So I don't think you can blitz him. And that puts so much pressure on your defensive front that has not been getting home in recent weeks, Ron. That is something that has gone under the radar a bit. They have got to be better, and you put the pressure on the guy that it needs to be on. This is Chris Jones' time, man. It is officially time for him to come through in a big game. He did it pretty well against Philadelphia. There were drives that he himself crushed. He ended them. This is another one of those games where he's got to come through with big moments and with big sacks when they need it. So I... I, I hope that he's able to do it. I I'm waning confidence that he will, though. Honestly, it's I feel like they haven't been catching enough heat. Honestly, the last two games uh, because it, it's not like they were bringing consistent pressure with the front uh, against the Raiders, and it certainly wasn't the case against the Packers. And that was a team that we talked about last week. Like the Packers' offensive line has been like rotating guys in and out mid game and changing up the formations and changing up where guys are playing because it's just kind of a mismatch of whatever they have available. Like that's an offensive line you should be able to win against. And I think that was the most disappointing part about everything. And I understand that the Packers game plan was get the ball out quick. Don't give them time to blitz you. Don't give them time to bring the heat. And that's where Chris Jones has to win. Like George Karloftis, I think George has given you more than you ever could have wanted so far this season. Mike Dana has given you more than you ever could have wanted. I want to see more out of Charles Amenahu because I felt like he came back from suspension, started really hot, and it was like, oh, man, this defensive line's got a chance to be something special. And since then, he's just kind of faded into the background. And same thing with Chris Jones. Like, he'll make a play or two a game. But we need him to be that game record. They he needs to be that guy. And, and you mentioned it, BK. Like he's drawing a lot of attention, sure. But the other guys were winning off of that. But it, it that that's the issue, though, is that like you need those guys to win by themselves. It can't just be because of the Spags Blitz is why they're winning. Like that's just the great. That's the bonus. That that that's on top of everything else. Spags will throw that at you too when those guys are coming after you, and there's nothing you can do about it. But teams are finding ways to beat that now. And so those dudes have to win those matchups individually up front. And they especially have to do it against this guy because Josh Allen will run. He'll run for a hundred yards. If you give him a chance, he has no problem doing it. He welcomes contact. He's fine with it. Like they got to get home and they got to put pressure on him. Cause that's how you create turnovers against him too. I feel really comfortable with Nick Bolton coming back in this game. And I also feel really comfortable with 
last year's game plan. I thought Steve Spagnola last year against the Bills was amazing in that game. I believe there were some injuries there, and they held them down pretty well. And I, I mean, that Bills and that Bills offense was a lot better than it was this year than it is this year, and the Chiefs' defense is better than it is last year than it was this year. So I love the game plan that he had, and I feel pretty good about that thing. And I and I just think you've got to let Josh be bad, Josh. Right. And and to me, he is somebody who cannot help himself. He is somebody that is going to it's just trained in him to try to go for the big play and make a big play. And you got to you got to help him, allow him to be Josh and he will make mistakes uh, if you allow him to eventually. And I just I, I, I feel good about what Spags did. And I don't like to me, I feel like the last couple of weeks are, hey, the, the, the Chiefs defense, you know, they're not going to be perfect in every game, right? And and even in the second half, they really shut down the Raiders, to be honest. And, and last week, I, I can I can chalk it up to just one of those weeks because the rest of the year, they have been absolutely amazing, uh, just amazing. And, and so I, I think they can be the real catalyst to this thing. But, I like, I feel pretty good about Spags and his game plan. I don't love that Cook is out. I feel – by the way, are they – He's it's a what is it a sprain? Like he didn't break that. Yeah, I mean they uh, said that it was that. it wasn't broken. Uh, the Chiefs don't ever offer up any specifics, but it's just listed as an ankle injury. Like yeah. they, don't, they don't ever give you anything on it. Yeah, they didn't put him on season-ending IR or anything. So that's no. That's, like but, I think but, they there's no chance he's playing this week. Oh, but yeah. it seems like they're optimistic he's going to be back pretty soon, which is crazy. But I know I I like. I like what they have done. Now, dude, I think just Josh is coming in fired up and desperate, which I don't know if that's not a bad thing uh, for the Chiefs. Now, he can go off and play like he did against Philly, and now you got a problem all day, or he can play like he's played most of the season. Uh, and and so I like the matchup pretty much for, for, for what Spags is able to do with this group. I don't love it. Uh, I don't love it at all. It does not make me feel as good as it does for you. You're You're right, though. Like, the, the belief that you can have in this is, hey, Josh is going to mess up eventually. Because he does. If you just roll a six-sided die, Ron, and you you picked the, whatever number you want, right? The odds of it landing on that number is the same odds as any drive so far this season from the Bills resulting in a turnover. They have gone eight straight weeks with at least one turnover in that respective game. And when they commit multiple multiple turnovers in the course of a single game, they are one in five on the season. So they've done it six times. And they don't win when they turn the ball over multiple times. If the Chiefs are able to come up with multiple turnovers in this game, they will find a way to win. And Josh Allen is the type of guy that'll do it. He'll fumble. He'll throw interceptions. He's going to force it into small windows. If he is confused, he will just rifle it in there because it's YOLO time because his name is Josh Allen. And that's why he's not going to win Super Bowls because he can't put together multiple straight weeks of him playing just really solid football. He, he does not have that in his DNA. Does the problem just... is he can also put together one of the best games you've yes. ever seen by a quarterback. He's also capable of doing that because the guy is an alien with the way that he's able to perform both on the ground and through the air. So he's got both of those things in there for him. It's a very Jekyll and Hyde type of a player. Um, but the Chiefs need to bring out a lot of the bad if they can. Their yeah, desperation, does their desperation scare you? Is that what it is? The desperation of their team in this game for them? It's a is... lot of stuff. So th there's a lot of things that are going against the Chiefs right now. One, they are desperate. They, they could not be any more desperate. I think their backs are so against the wall that if they lose this game, I think their season is effectively over. We'll get into that a little bit more coming up here in just a little bit. But on top of that, they're coming off of their bye. They are getting more healthy offensively. The Chiefs are not particularly healthy on the defensive side of the ball. Even though they are getting back uh, Nick Bolton, they're, they're banged up in the secondary now with Brian Cook. And a lot of guys are just really banged up in general on this team right now. So I, I don't like the health factor. I don't like the rest factor. I don't like the desperation factor. And Man, Josh Allen has just been really good in his career against the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I know, Ron, you mentioned you liked what they did last year, the, the game plan against Josh Allen uh, with the Bills. Man, he's he still put up 330 yards through the air and ran for 35 on the ground. He's just a really good player, 
And when he's on, he's one of the three best quarterbacks in the league. His A game is unlike just about any other quarterback in the league, not named Mahomes. So yeah, all of that scares the hell out of me. No, it, it, yeah, it can, he can he can have that game, but even in that game, they were able to hold him down in points wise. But I do think the Bills' offense has probably taken a couple of steps back from that, and I think the Chiefs' defense has probably taken taken a couple of steps forward from that. I also this week, and I feel like it kind of flew under the radar because of how excellent they've been. Like. I need to see Trent McDuffie and Legereus need make plays this week. Yeah. Like they need to create turnovers. They need to be impactful because we didn't really hear their names a lot against the Green Bay Packers. And you know, Steve didn't have a terrible game. He did cut, give up a couple of big plays. And I think just overall, like it was just kind of a lackluster performance from the defense. They've done enough. Like they've carried the team enough this season they get they get one occasionally yeah they I, I also think a lot of that was the field and i'm not trying to give them an out but i i honestly think the field was a factor for their defensive backs last week i really sure. do and yeah. like but there are a couple of plays like you're talking about sneed just said to hell with it i'm not going to cover the third of the field that i'm supposed to yeah because uh, I'm, I'm i'm out here trying to make yeah, a play he, and you he just tried to it. jump he tried to jump a pick and got totally caught and like yeah like they need this is a game where I, I totally agree with everything BK is saying. Like, Buffalo is so desperate right now, and they're coming off their bye. They've spent two weeks thinking about this game and thinking, like, we got to get through the Chiefs, and then we got the Cowboys, and they got a really tough schedule ahead, but we can do this because we think we're a Super Bowl-caliber team if we can just turn the corner and, and turn things on. And the Chiefs can the Chiefs can effectively end their season while keeping their hopes for a playoff bye alive if they win that but i don't think that it starts with mahomes and the offense it starts with the defense and what they can do against josh allen can they create turnovers can they get pressure will sneed and mcduffie have a huge impact on the game and i think that's what really matters on sunday is like can and those when, guys go out and make plays and force turnovers and when you say sneed and mcduffie I, I that's where it still comes back to what we started off when the bills have the ball with chris jones and Chris Jones and not only his ability to personally, you know, create pressure, but his ability to, because he's such a, a, a problem that it opens up things for a and it opens up things for George and it opens up things for Mike Dana and it opens up things for everybody else. Uh, so that, that is, and they, and their line is beatable. They've got guys that he can take advantage of and they can take advantage of. So, It'll be big there. All right, uh, sort of go ahead and grab my music. You know how I, you know how I do it here. The uh, the segment that is uh, sweeping the nation, certified or imposter. You're certified, right? Let's get you certified. I'm an imposter. Is this certified or this is imposter? The Chiefs can absolutely close the door on this, uh, this Bills run if they win Sunday. They can absolutely close the door on this Bills run if they win Sunday. Is that is that in the cards? Certified. Yeah, it's over. Yeah. If the Bills lose on Sunday, they're done. Uh, they will then come back home and take on Dallas, who is better than them. They will then go on the road at the Chargers, and that could be a 50-50 game. Who knows yeah. which team shows up on either side of that one. And then later on in the season, they travel to Miami to play against the Dolphins. And if at that point they've already lost against the Chiefs, they lost against the Dallas Cowboys, they'll probably be, if not eliminated, pretty close to being eliminated from the postseason. I think they're going to lose that game. And the Dolphins might be playing for number one seed aspirations there. This is it. And that's why I bring up and Serta brings up and Ron, you brought up the desperation point. This is everything. And it's not just for this season either. This could be it for their head coach. This could be it for Stefan Diggs. This could be it for this era of Bill's football. Now that doesn't mean Josh Allen's going anywhere. He might be like the lone survivor of what comes after this season. If they decide to move on from a bunch of different people inside of that locker room so i man i i don't think that they've played a more important game the bills in the regular season in the last 20 years like this is that kind of important for them it, um, it, so yeah it, it's, it's certified it is certified with a capital c um I, i'll take the step further it's not just this could be it will be 
Sean McDermott will get fired. Hell, I wouldn't be surprised if he got fired before the season ended. Um, they're going to find a whole new coach. Stefan Diggs has been trying to get up out of there for a minute, and I think he'll get up out of there and find a new spot to go to um, Kansas City. But but whatever, he'll he'll get up out of there and want to go somewhere else. Um, they're going to completely start this thing over. Completely start this thing over if they lose. As you said, man, I, there are a lot of guys that they would they would run this thing over. Complete change. I mean, they got people up here talking about uh, 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 comparing things to nine eleven going around in this building. I mean, they got they got Did a you lot see their of coach had to send out an apology for that. Yes. By the way, <laughs> yes, they got a lot of shoddy stuff happening right now. I think it's probably going to happen anyway. But if they lose Sunday, six and seven. Coming off the bye week, no. The, the Chiefs can end. I, honest to God, <clears throat> if the Chiefs beat them handily, I could see. I could. I, I would not be surprised if Sean McDermott got let go. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if, if if they beat them handily. That coming off a of bye week, it's over. We know it's over. I mean, they've already fired Ken Dorsey. That was the first. He was the first one to have to take it. I it be it it be, it be over. I definitely think it's over. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's certified. I actually said before the season that I thought last year's Bills team was the Super Bowl team, was the team that had a chance to do it. And that and then Von Miller goes down. And before Von Miller got hurt, that defense looked like it was just going to wreck teams. And they looked like the best team in football. And then Von Miller went down and he was brought in because they've invested a ton of high-end draft capital in that defensive line, and it was all underperforming year after year. They needed a game record. They needed a closer, and it was Von Miller. Then he suffers the knee injury, and he simply isn't the same player at this age anymore. So they're on the hook for – he's got all kinds of off-the-field issues right now. They're on the hook for a bunch of money with him. Ed Oliver is about to be a free agent. Tredavious White just suffered his his second very serious injury that – it, he's probably going to wind up being a release candidate at some point down the line here. Micah Hyde and Jordan, Jordan Poyer, who have been staples in that secondary or old, like the roster's just expiring. These windows don't last forever. And the chiefs already got a, a head start on it by moving on from Tyreek Hill and, and building it up and acquiring draft picks and getting younger and younger. The bills have still been stuck in this window right now. And if the chiefs beat them on Sunday, it is over. Like it, they, they just don't have enough young talent on this team to say that you believe they can come back next year when they're going to have free agents. They're going to have guys that they have to make tough decisions on and get rid of and walk away from because they've got a bunch of money invested in the defensive side of the ball too. It's they're just, they're, they're not in a great position past this season and they don't have a ton of young talent that you can really hang your hat on. So I think it's absolutely over if the Chiefs beat them on Sunday. All right, predict prediction time. Uh, desperate. We just discussed how desperate Buffalo is, and I think the Chiefs are pretty desperate too if they really want to keep this one seed situation in play. I'll go with you first, BK. What's uh, what's your thought? On- I don't do this often, but when I do, it always comes back to bite me. Um, I'm taking the Bills in this one. I think the Bills come into Kansas City because of their desperation, and Josh Allen has a monster game. Uh, Bills end up winning this thing 31-20, to and that does not mean that the Chiefs season is over. That doesn't mean that they're a bad football team. It does mean, though, that the one seed might be out of play at that point in time. They've got a very easy schedule to finish things out with the final month of the season, though, and... uh, I think this is more about the Bills and where they're at than it does about the Chiefs. I, I think the Bills come in and, and they win, and they win by two scores. Go ahead, Serta. I also have the Bills winning 21-17, to 17, and part of this is because I'm just hurt that I continue to believe in this Chiefs team, and they continue to let me down week after week. But I, I think part of why I was so confident they would beat the Packers last week, even though the Packers are this young ascending team and they're surging right now, playing really well. Matt LaFleur is a great head coach play caller. Who's really got them figuring things out. Like I think the reason I was so confident that they were going to beat the Packers last week is because I was like, yeah, but the chiefs are a super bowl contender and that defense is elite. They haven't faced anybody like that. Like they haven't faced any defense like this chief's defense. 
and they played a huge letdown game. So I'm at the point with them. And I already told you guys how I felt about the offense in the fourth quarter of that game. Like I'm just at the point with it, with this chiefs team in a big game until they prove to me, they can go out there and win and not make mistakes. I'm just not going to pick them anymore. So I'm going with the Buffalo bills 21 to 17. I still think it'll be a close game. I just don't have any faith. That the offense is going to go out there and drop 30 points or something. Yeah. You're just hurt. I mean, right there, you said, I'm just not going to pick them again. Um, I think we see the Chiefs A game. I think we see the first chance where we'll be sitting here saying, oh, oh, here they go. I did not feel this way earlier today. I I think the Chiefs' desperation will match the Bills' desperation. Uh, I think they're in that place. They've had to sit here and not just listen to it. It's one thing to listen to it. They've had to get to to accepting. Like, nah, man, what people are saying ain't nothing wrong. Like, they they right. They right. Are we going to do something about it? 31 to 10. I got the Chiefs winning 31 to 10. <laughs> a game. Well, I said they're A game. Their A game ain't going to be 21 to 4. Uh, 31 to 10 in this, in this game. That would be awesome. No, I'm th- I, yeah, I, I think. Like I said, do I do I believe? Am I ready to as I kick this thing off? Am I ready to shake the belief of all of those champions in that room? I can't do it. I can't do it. And By the way, if you listen to Hot One Hundred Three Jams tomorrow, meet the I was in a different place. I told you I had a prediction: twenty four seventeen Bills. I was in a different place, but now. I, I feel different. 31-10. Which one will be right? 31 to 10. Chiefs. Um, we'll see. Uh and I and I promise you, if it goes that way, I will not boast because I certainly didn't feel that way all day. But I like uh, I like the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs. Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. Both of them are desperate. I'll take the Chiefs. We are out. Hey there, it's Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride, and I'm excited to announce a new element of the Arrowhead Pride experience for diehard Chiefs fans. It's our brand new newsletter, Arrowhead Pride Premier. Arrowhead Pride Premier is a newsletter delivered to your inbox twice a week from me. For $50, you'll get an annual subscription packed with insider coverage from yours truly and new in-depth analysis from voices around Kansas City. It's all about what I'm seeing and hearing around the team. During the season, we'll deliver a newsletter ahead of each game to get ready for Sunday and a newsletter after each game to unpack exactly what happened. Subscribe to Arrowhead Pride Premiere today at arrowheadpride.com slash subscribe.